So I want everybody to take out your black magic marker, and I want you to cross through what it has there in the bulletin, okay? And I want you to change the Matthew to Mark. It's going to be Mark 35, I'm sorry, 13, verses 35 and 36. Reading from the New King James Version. Watch, therefore, I'm going to give you a second to get there, Mark 13, verses 35 and 36. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. We don't want to be found sleeping. Bless the Sabbath. While I was sitting down, talking with the Lord, I was saying, Lord, you really have a sense of humor. Before I became a Christian, If you would have told me that I would be standing behind a desk preaching the word of God, I would have never joined any church. But God doesn't lay out his plans to us in his fullity. He lays out his plans when he knows that the time is right. And through his patience and long-suffering with this vessel, he has prepared me to be able to stand before you today. As I looked out at your faces today, I said, Lord, I'm just a vessel. You are the one who's going to have to speak to your people today. So by God's grace, As we studied the scriptures this morning, take heed to the message that God has prepared for you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, once again, Lord, we thank you for another opportunity that you have given your people to be able to come and worship you in spirit and in truth. And Lord, at this time of peace that you have granted us, 
please, Lord, let us take every advantage that we can because we see that the time is near. We see that your coming is near. And as the scripture reading was read, please, Lord, we don't want you to find any of us sleeping or slumbering. We love you, Father. We thank you for all that you have done. Thank you, Father, for all the mercies you have shown towards us just this week. And Lord, as always, we are careful to give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> Let us open our Bibles this morning to Matthew. Matthew chapter 24. <clears throat> The book of Matthew, chapter 24. Matthew, chapter 24. And I'll be reading in your hearing verses 36 through 39. Matthew, chapter 24, and verse 36 through 39. The Bible reads... But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of who? Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, And giving in marriage until the day that who? Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Here, Jesus gives us a depiction of the condition of the world just before he comes. And he says, and when Noah entered the ark, when Noah entered the ark, what did that represent to the Andanuvian world? Talk to me, church. Yes. Yes. It represented that probation had closed on the Andanuvians. Now, probation closes in how many ways? Two ways. One is what? Death. And the other is what? When Jesus ceases his what? Intercession in the heavenly sanctuary. Those are the two ways that probation closes. Now, look at your handout as they are handing them out. We're looking at number one on your handout. And I'll wait till everyone gets one. Number one in our handout says, Every day 
we have been associating with men and women who are judgment what? Each day may have been the dividing line to some soul. Someone may have made the decision which shall determine his future what? What has been our influence over these fellow travelers? What efforts have we put forth to bring them to Christ? Did you hear that, brothers and sisters? Our influence in this world is very, very important to Christ. Our influence every single day is determining the the destiny of a precious soul that we come in contact with every single day. Just this week, just last week, I had an encounter with a young man that um, he's a friend of mine and he works for Pepsi. He's a vendor at, for Pepsi, and he comes in the store, and he speaks to me all the time. But last week, he came to me, and he said, Brother Mike, what's really going on? He says, they've been talking on the news about spy planes and UFOs. He said, what's really going on? Now, this young man had enough confidence in me to come ask me what is going on in the world. He wants to know what's really going on in the world. And I told this young man, I says, you need to start picking up your Bible. I says, the enemy of souls is playing games. And he is able to make unidentified flying objects fly in the sky and make you think that we are having visitors from another world. No visitors from another world wants to come to what? This plague sin world. But the world does not know that. And Satan is what? A great Deceiver. So as this quotation tells us, what efforts have we put forth to bring souls to Christ? We have to be very careful how we walk, how we talk, how we dress, and what we eat. Why? Because the world is watching. They are watching God's watchmen. Each one of you sitting here is a watchman on the wall for God. Every one of us, brothers and sisters. It says here in verse
36, it says, and it says, and Noah entered into the ark, and then it says, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. Why is it, brothers and sisters, that they knew not until the crisis came? Well, Chuck says they weren't paying attention. Now, I believe they were paying attention because Noah preached how long? 120 years. And we are told that every, not only was Noah preaching the word, but he was living the word because every blow on that nail preached a sermon that a flood was coming. A flood was coming. But they took not heed to the warning. Look at number two on your handout. Listen to what it says. In the days of Noah, the overwhelming majority was what? To what? They were opposed to the truth. Brothers and sisters, the overwhelming majority today will be opposed to the truth. It says, and in armored with a tissue of falsehood. Now, I looked up that word in armored, and it says, They were charmed. Who is the great charmer? You know, I think about that race of people back then. Those people lived almost a thousand years. It says that when they were a hundred years old, they were just coming on the scene of their lives. These people were very, very intelligent because they got their knowledge straight from the creator. And yet Satan was able to deceive a whole race of people. This should put us on guard, brothers and sisters, because she also says that inventions that were lost in the flood, we cannot compare to. And yet, this generation thinks they are so smart. It goes on to say, the land was filled with violence. War, crime, murder was the order of the day. Just so will it be before Christ's second coming. Christ was engaged in the warfare in Noah's day. It was whose voice? His voice that spoke to the inhabitants of the old world in messages of warning, reproof, and what? Invitation. He gave the people a probation of a 120 years in which they might have what? But they chose the deceptions of who? And perished in the waters of the flood. Now, 
it makes me wonder, what was it that Satan used to get the attention of these people to draw them away from the warning that God was giving? What was it that was so intriguing to them that they would not take heed to that warning? Of course, it was the things of the world. That's right. Well, let me ask this question, and maybe it'll make it more clear. What is it that is getting the attention of the world today to cause them to not desire spiritual things? Talk to me. Television, and I'm sure you have one in your purse. Social media on what? Your cell phones. Satan is using this device to draw the attention of the world to not to desire spiritual things. I'm, I'm surprised, brothers and sisters, that we still have libraries. People do not desire to go and read a book anymore. These devices have stolen the attention and the attention span of the minds. People do not have an attention span this close. You know, brothers and sisters, I watch people in the store sometime, and I don't know how they do it where they can push a buggy and, 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 and work the cell phone at the same time. Satan has stolen a march on the world. And do you see the uphill battle that God's people, God's watchmen are against? How is it that you're going to get the attention of these people? We must, brothers and sisters, be imbued with the Spirit of God. That's the only way we're going to be able to get the attention of the world. God is counting on us. He's counting on you to warn the world as Noah, a faithful servant, warned the world back then. Was was Noah's evangelistic effort successful? Talk to me. I hear no. Was it successful? Are you sure? Was it successful? Who says yes? Raise a hands. Who says yes? Who says no? I says that it was successful. You know why, Brother Matt? Who is the first responsibility that we are to win in this world? What profited a man to gain the world and lose his family? What profit to go out and win the whole world and your family is lost? Noah's evangelistic meeting was successful, brothers and sisters, because he warned his family, 
His family got on the ark and he was faithfully warning the world. And we just read that it was Jesus engaged in the warfare and it was his voice that spoke to the inhabitants. Jesus spoke to them. And if Jesus spoke to them, you know it was by the Holy Spirit and pressing deep upon the hearts and yet they rejected. It's a sad story, brothers and sisters. Because we are seeing the same thing play out here today. Noah's story is what? Our story. Turn with me to Luke chapter 21. If Noah's story is our story, what should we be watching for? What should we be watching for? Luke chapter 21, looking at verse 34 and 36. Luke chapter 21. Starting with verse 34, the Bible says, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with what? Surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that that day come upon you, what? Unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore, and pray always that ye may be accounted, what? Worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. What is Jesus saying to us? Is Jesus saying that this world can have us so caught up that we can become ensnared by it? That's a question each one of us has to ask ourselves. That the cares of this world, can they ensnare us? Can we get so busy doing daily activities to where we lose our focus upon heaven. Now, I'm not going to ask a show of hands, but how many of you thought of your heavenly home this week? How many of you thought of where, where Jesus is going to prepare for you this week? What Jesus is doing right now in the heavenly sanctuary, preparing for you, How many of you thought of that this week? This is what Satan is doing, brothers and sisters. He's getting us comfortable down here. Our focus is here when our focus should be where? Heaven. You know, Ellen White went into vision and she went to heaven. And when she came back, she says this world was what? Dark. Do you know, brothers and sisters, if we spend time in heavenly places, 
with Jesus every single day that this world will become dark to us? Do you want this world to become dark to you? Because we are told that, as a matter of fact, look at number six on your handout. Number six. It says, in many ways, Satan is revealing that he does what? He is influencing the hearts of men and corrupting what? Men in high places are giving evidence that their thoughts are what? Was that in Noah's day? The scripture says in Genesis chapter 6 that it was, the earth was corrupt and it was what? Evil continually. It says, many are seeking after what? Riches and scruple not to add to their wealth, though fraudulent transactions. The Lord is permitting these men to expose one another in their evil deeds. Some of their inquisitious practices are being laid open before the world that thinking men who still have a desire in their hearts to be honest and just with their fellow men may understand why God is beginning to send his what? Judgments on the earth. The Lord will surely punish the world for its iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Brothers and sisters, God is warning us. And God is warning us so much, brothers and sisters. Look at Matthew chapter 24. Matthew, Matthew chapter 24. I want to share something with you. Matthew chapter 24. A very familiar book. Not only is this a familiar book, but we're seeing every single day prophecy being fulfilled out of this book. Matthew chapter 24. Starting with verse 42. Matthew 24 starting with verse 42, I'm sorry. And it says, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord do cometh. But know this, that if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have what? Watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Hold that thought. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 16. Revelation chapter 16. Revelation chapter 16 and verse 15. Revelation chapter 16 and verse 15. Revelation 15, 16. Are we there? It says here, behold, I come what? Blessed is he that watcheth and keep his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Now, brothers and sisters, 
We just read in Matthew chapter 24 to watch. We just read in Revelation 16. Both of these scriptures are written in what? Why is it written in red? Because what? Because Jesus spoke it, right? So what is Jesus doing? You said both of these, I said both of these scriptures are written in red, and, you, and I asked why. You said because Jesus said it. Because it's Jesus speaking, right? So if it's written in red, what is Jesus doing? He is placing us on red alert. Jesus is placing his church on red alert. I looked up red alert. The first definition says a warning that there is great danger. Red alert. I looked up another definition. It says a state of alert. Brought on by impending danger. That's interesting. Because brothers and sisters, in the great controversy, we have a whole chapter called what? The impending conflict. In the great controversy. Satan's plan. Satan's master plan. Impending conflict. We are on red alert, brothers and sisters. Jesus has this church on red alert, and he has not taken the warning down. During the weather storm, we have a red alert. And we are all on alert until they say that all is clear, right? But brothers and sisters, let me let you know that all is not clear in this red alert. Satan is still on the move. We have been told he's already stolen a march on his church. And God has his church on red alert for a reason, brothers and sisters. Do you see? As a matter of fact, turn with me to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5, looking at starting with verse 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, starting with verse 1. It says, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Here Paul is admonishing us that Jesus, what Jesus had already told us, that he's coming as a what? Continuing on. For when they shall say, peace and safety, then what? Sudden destruction cometh upon them as travailed upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. 
But ye, brethren, are not in what? That that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of what? Here Paul says, we are not in darkness, but we are of the children of the what? Of the light. What is Paul telling us, brothers and sisters? Give me another word for light. Ye are all the children of prophecy. We are all the children of prophecy. And brothers and sisters, this morning, you have a handout in your hand, a gift that has been given to us from Jesus called the Spirit of Prophecy. Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. This is why Paul is saying that ye are all the children of light. And the children of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not do what? Sleep as do others. But let us watch and be sober. Brothers and sisters, this is why that young man could come to me and ask, what is really going on? Brothers and sisters, we are not of the night. We are the children of light. And God has equipped this church to be prepared for any emergency. There is nothing in this world that should catch God's people off guard. And we have what? Nothing to fear. God doesn't want his people walking around in fear. Think about it, brothers and sisters. This is why we have to be poured out with the Holy Spirit. Because when the disciples were poured out with the Holy Spirit in the upper room, and when they went forth to minister, did they do it in fear? They did it with boldness. Brothers and sisters, (laughs) I'm praying for the Holy Spirit because I know I got fear. Do you do you understand? I know that if Satan turns the heat up, if I'm not vitally connected with the Holy Spirit, I would have fear. I would do the same thing that Peter did when the finger was pointed. I would do it, brothers and sisters. This is why it's important that we have the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's going to give us the courage and the boldness to go forth unflinchingly. We have to be praying, brothers and sisters. Look at your handout. Number four. It says here. There are in the world today many who close their eyes to the evidences that Christ has given to warn men of his coming. 
They seek to quiet all apprehensions, while at the same time, the signs of the end are rapidly fulfilling. In the world, in hastening to the time when the Son of Man shall be revealed in the clouds of heaven. Paul teaches that it is sinful to be indifferent to the signs which are to precede the second coming of Christ. Those guilty of this neglect, he calls children of the night and of darkness. Brothers and sisters, we do not want to be counted as children of the night or of darkness. We have no excuse. God has equipped us to be able to go forth and to minister anywhere. Brothers and sisters, there is not a place, a court, or anywhere that we cannot stand forth and minister with to let the world know what is happening right now. There is not a business meeting we can be in to where we cannot turn the tides around and bring up Jesus. God has equipped us mightily, brothers and sisters. Let us not be children of the night. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. The book of Isaiah chapter 26. Looking at verse 20. The Bible says, Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself as it were for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to do what? Punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth also shall disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. Here, God is telling us, as he did for Noah, he would do for us. We are told that God shut the door of the ark and Noah was safely in. And God hid him because we are told that the earth was corrupt and it was evil continually. The Bible lets us know. Turn, look at, let's look at number five on our handout. Number five, it says, the point is fast being reached when the iniquity of transgressors will be to the full. God gives nations a certain time of what? He sends light and evidence that if received will save them, 
But if refused, as the Jews refused light, indignation and punishment will fall upon them. If men refuse to be benefited and choose darkness rather than light, they will reap the results of their choice. The professed Christian world is advancing, as did the Jewish nation, from one degree of sinfulness to a greater degree, refusing warning after warning and rejecting a what? Thus said the Lord, while crediting the fables of men, the Lord God will soon arise in his wrath and pour out his judgment upon those who are repeating the sins of the inhabitants of the Noahic world. Here we see, brothers and sisters, history always does what? Repeats. But we have been told in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that these things are written for our admonition. We are to learn from the mistakes of others. This is why God written it down and gave it to us so that we would not be children of darkness. Our closing text, brothers and sisters, is found in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 12. Very familiar text. And it says here, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that do what? Keep the commandments of God and do what? Have the faith of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, if you don't remember anything in this sermon this morning, If you forget everything I said this morning, I want you to remember one thing this week. One thing. That you are on red alert. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, dear Lord, for the warnings you continue to give. To remind your church that it is on red alert. Lord, you have not posted the all clear sign. That would not be posted until we walk through those pearly gates. Help us to be vigilant each day, each hour. Lord, that our lives are at stake and other lives are at stake because you are depending on us, Father. Give us the boldness and the courage we need, dear Lord. You told us that you are more willing to give us the Holy Spirit than we are to give good gifts to our children. So, Lord, we're asking this morning, Lord, as you did with the disciples of old, do with us today, Lord. Pour out your spirit upon us, Father, today, this morning, in this place. May we not leave this place the same way we came, Father, but with a vigilant awareness of the times in which we're living. We thank you, dear God. You are so merciful to us. You are so kind. You are so loving. And, Lord, we don't want to disappoint you. Please, Lord, help us in a special way to do what you have called us to do. And, Lord, we thank you for hearing and answering. In Jesus' name, amen.